Hi, I'm Liz from Liz Gets Loaded. That's the money kind of loaded, but this is the show where I sit in my closet, drink wine, and talk about money and anxiety. I have both. Welcome, welcome to my one year anniversary podcast episode. So in 2022, it was February 27th. It was a Sunday afternoon. I thought to myself, I bet I could start a podcast. I bet I could figure it out. And I had just been on someone else's podcast, um, Jess, and I will link it in the show notes. And it's called the Money Your Way podcast. And she had like posted something on Instagram, like, oh, just editing this episode and it'll be up at the end of the week. And I thought, wow, she is, I've said this before, like she is a really busy person. She's got like a full-time job and she has a side hustle where she makes earrings and she's works out a lot. <laughs> and you know, if she has the time and wherewithal and know-how to make a podcast, then I bet I could figure it out too. Like if she can do it, I can do it. And I did. And I sat down and I Googled it and I fell down a rabbit hole and it took about three hours to go from like, I bet I could do this to having two episodes published on Apple podcast. So uh, it's the one year episode. I am going to like be a little navel gazing if you'll indulge me. And if not, you know, you can come back later this week for, for more of the usual, but I wanted to talk a little bit about some numbers, like number of subscribers, downloads, you know, just some interesting data on listening metrics. And then a little bit about how I record, um, some things I've learned, some things that I would do differently and, uh, two behind the scenes things that I think two confessions I have, <laughs> and then, um, maybe some things as far as like what's coming up next, like what I want to do in the future, where, where, where we're headed, where we're headed. So jumping right into it, this is my 49th episode, which is interesting because when I started, I wanted to do weekly, but then I totally had several times where I just fell off the bandwagon for several weeks, but I recently just started doing twice a week. So it averages out to almost once a week for the first year, which I feel pretty good about. As of this moment before this episode is published as the 49th, I have a little over 16,000 downloads or listens, and I don't know how they calculate. Like, I, I don't know. I feel like sometimes I download an, a podcast into the app and then I never end up listening to it. So I don't know if that counts or not. Like, I just don't really know how that works at all, really. But I just know what my little app tells me. I use anchor.fm to record. For a while, they had an option where I could do ads for them on my podcast. And I love doing it because I really love anchor.fm. Excuse me, anchor.fm. It's so easy to use. It like really and truly got me from, hey, maybe I want to start a podcast to having podcast episodes up and running in a couple hours. So, and it's free, like it really, really has been great to work with. But like I said, I'm just looking at, it has a little dashboard that it gives me analytics on. And so I, I, I right now I'm sitting at 16,216 plays. And that's uh, the little info dot next that says this includes all downloads and any stream of 60 seconds or more across all platforms. So I don't know how it works on the back end. I don't know how they get that data, but that is the data that they're giving me. A couple other things that I can see in the dashboard in Anchor is that more than half of my listens happen in the Apple Podcasts app. About a third of them happen in Spotify, 6% in Overcast, and 7% in Other. And I have not done the math to see if that adds up to 100. I don't think that it does, but something like that. Um, it says 82% women, 15% uh, men, 3% non-specified, and 0% non-binary. 
And the age range, 5% 18 to 22, 18% 23 to 27, 44% my millennials, 28 to 34, uh, 24% my elder millennials, <laughs> 35 to early 40s, and 8% 45 to 59. So I just think that's, I again, I don't know how they get that information. No idea, but I think it's really interesting. And one of the other things that it's told me is that I have 318 Spotify followers. So that's the total number of people on Spotify. Spotify who have like followed the podcast or subscribed to it. Anchor is a Spotify program. So I think all of the data from Spotify is better. Like, I don't think it knows how many people are subscribing through Apple podcasts versus like, just go to the podcast and maybe listen. But I think that that's really interesting. Most popular episode I've ever done was number 3.7, a review of Wine Ab Mint, My Well Diary, and I think there was another one, but basically I did an episode that was about like, Hey, here's a bunch of different budgeting tools I've used. And here are the reviews. And someone actually told me I had never, this just tells you what a novice I am, but someone told me, Oh yeah, I found you through, I just searched in the podcast app for YNAB. I was looking for reviews of YNAB and that's yours came up and that's how I found you. And I just, I never like search for podcasts on a topic, I guess. And so I thought that was really interesting, but that is the most popular. And then I don't think it's going to tell, Oh, will it tell me the least popular? Uh, the trailer, the two minute trailer is not very popular. Um, the most popular episode had, um, I think almost 600 downloads and the least popular was at 200. Um, and then all the other like less popular ones are just the most recent ones because the downloads tend to go up over time. Of course, that's actually one thing I really like about podcasting is that it's, I think when you post something on Instagram, obviously stories disappear within 24 hours, but even like a post to the main feed or a reel, you kind of, you only really, people only really see it for a couple days after you post it. And after that, like it just goes away. <laughs> like just no one, no one's ever really going to see that or engage with it or look at it. Whereas podcasts, you know, I'm still listening to like the back catalog of uh, Friends on Fire. I'm still not totally caught up. So I think that that's one thing about podcasts that I really like. They feel a little bit less ephemeral. So, oh, I also thought this was interesting. So Spotify can tell me, I think only people who, I think it only gets data from people who actually listen on Spotify, but it does show you like where people listen, where people fast forward, where people drop off and nothing too interesting. I mean, predictably, a lot of people fast forward through the intro and a lot of people drop off at the outro. So the little part with music where I'm like, hi, I'm Liz, like this is my podcast. And then at the end where I'm like, hi, like leave a review, please. A lot of people skip that. So no big surprise there, but all right, so moving on to kind of the logistics and the mechanics. So I record using a free program called Audacity. It's been around for a million years. It's just a free software tool you can download to record and edit audio. And like, I don't love it. I don't hate it. I don't really know how to use it that well. Like when I come on, I just feel like the levels and the way that it picks things up, it just, it feels like it changes every time I just open the program and it, it feels like the sound works a little bit differently every time I use it, but I mostly have gotten the hang of it by now, which I feel pretty good about. I use a Blue Yeti Nano microphone, which is a really popular microphone. If you Google like best microphone for podcasting, this you'll probably see this as, Hey, like this is a great entry level microphone and it works really well. It retails for, I always see stuff that says it retails for hundred dollars, but it's like one of those things that's always on sale. Like it's always on sale for 70 or $80. And I actually bought this one from a neighbor. And so I think I paid, I found them on Facebook marketplace. Uh, someone had it listed up for sale and I, I think I paid around $40 for it. I also use it at work on my zoom meetings and it makes me sound a lot better. And I think, I think it's really helpful to use it on zoom because I primarily work remotely. So I think that I, I'm, I feel happy about that, about that investment. 
And then I have gotten, I have gotten recording down from about an hour to about 30 minutes. And that's primarily like due to no skill of my own. It's again, every time I plug this microphone into Audacity, it seems to work a little bit differently. But recently it has been picking up inhales quite a bit less. I used to spend a lot of time going through and manually editing out the sound of my own in-breath just for you, just so you know. And then like one day it just stopped picking it up. Although today, ironically, it seems to be picking it up again. So I will be spending some time going through and trying to edit out as many of those as I can, as I can catch. It takes a long time. So, um, so that's annoying. I wish I could fix that. I hope that it changes back because again, I haven't done anything to change the settings. It just, sometimes it doesn't. And sometimes it doesn't. If anyone knows how to fix that, you could let me know. That would be fantastic. Speaking of the recording and the editing and the in-breaths, one thing I did not expect at all is I get a lot of comments on my voice. So far, only nice comments, which is great and unusual as a woman. But I just have people say like, oh, your voice, it sounds like honey. It's really soothing. It's like personal finance ASMR. And I don't know how to feel about that. (laughs) I I don't think anyone loves the sound of their own voice. It's just science. Like our, our voice doesn't sound the same on a recording as it sounds in our head. So it's a little bit of, I think, dissonance there when you hear it, but it's been nice. I appreciate it. And I've had a few people ask if, if it's hard to listen to my own voice when I'm doing the editing, which I think you get really used to it. So I probably listened to my own voice on my own voice recorded more in the last year than I ever have in my entire life. So I think anytime you listen to a voice a lot, it becomes familiar and you probably like it more, which is all just to say, no, I, I don't mind listening to sound of my own voice. I don't hear it as anything particularly lovely or not lovely. It just, I don't know. It's just my voice. So if you like it, great. If not, it's okay. It's, it's interesting too. I I do think, especially when I started, I had a little bit more of like a podcast voice. I was like, hi, (laughs) I'm Liz. (laughs) I mean, that's a big exaggeration, but I think as I've gotten more comfortable, I speak a little bit more in my natural voice. Although I did have a friend say to me the other day, like, why are you talking in your podcast voice? And I was like, this is just my voice. (laughs) So I don't know. I mean, your voice, when you're talking intentionally and choosing your words a little bit more carefully than maybe you would in a casual conversation with a friend, you know, it's going to sound a little bit different. So there is a great, what I was about to say is someone smarter than I am could say smarter things about voices in general, but there is a wonderful podcast by two women called Vocal Fry that is all about language and voices and tone policing and all the things. And I really like, I I really recommend it. So if you want to check that out, if you're looking for something smart like that. Okay. I was also, I wanted to share a couple things like that I might've done differently before I started. Um, someone asked like, do you need a theme to start a podcast? And I do think like all, like any social media platform, the more you can niche down, the better. I mean, the two things that you kind of see if you Google like how to be a person who is on social media, like the two pieces of advice that are extremely consistent are niche down, meaning be specific, like have themes, like let people know what they can expect from you and be consistent. So money is a pretty broad theme, like money and anxiety is a little bit more focused in. I don't know that I've done perfectly on that, but it's not like every week I'm like, hi, today I'm going to talk about this trick I taught my dog. And today I'm going to talk about this recipe I just made. And today I'm going to talk about my vacation. Like it's always anchored in money and it's it's generally the same idea. Like, you know what you're getting, right? Because the thing is, is that most of us aren't that interesting that a random person like wants to know all about our life. I mean, if you're a celebrity, if you were, I'm trying to think of someone like 
really great. Like if you're Beyonce and you wanted to start a podcast, you could talk about whatever you want because people are interested in you. Like the, in that case, the niche, the theme would be Beyonce, but most of us don't have that. So like there aren't a lot of people out there in the world who are like, I just want to find a random person and know everything about their life. It's much more likely that you're going to get someone in the door based on the fact that you're talking about early retirement or gardening or yoga or like the one thing that you're going to talk about all the time. And someone's like, oh, I love personal finance or gardening or yoga. <laughs> like, I want to listen to that. And then once you are a little bit more established, you can you can broaden out a little bit. So niching down and then also being consistent. So posting on the same day every week. I'm not that good at that. I'm like me. I would give myself like a C plus maybe at that. I try to post weekly. I try to post on the same day, but I, sometimes I just forget. Like I was posting on Tuesdays and then I started recording on Sunday nights and then I would just forget and like hit post and then it was too early, but like I wasn't going to unpost it. So, <laughs> you know, I don't actually, you know, this is really for me a fun hobby and I'm not too worried about it being its best. Like I'm, I'm here to optimize for fun. I'm here to optimize for like my own enjoyment. And hopefully for your enjoyment. And I'm not here to optimize for like monetization or, a, you know, building an audience. I do think like it would be, f I mean, so Anchor has a built-in program where it gives you the option to record ads. And I had them on the podcast for a little while. And then once I hit about $50, it was like, okay, like this opportunity has ended. Like, we'll let you know when you get another one. And I so, so Anchor has kind of a built-in way to monetize. I've only ever been able to do that one run of ads that were actually for Anchor. And I made 50 bucks, which was cool. Like I would love, you know, if someone, if a brand I loved wanted to pay me or a partner reached out and it totally made sense. Like, oh, that's something I would talk about anyways. And they wanted to pay me to do that. Like, of course I would love that, but I'm not out knocking on doors. Like I just, I'm, I'm, I'm very open to the low hanging fruit, I guess is what I'm trying to say. And I'm not trying to like quit my job and become a podcaster. I don't think that, I don't think, I don't think that's in the cards. Maybe next year, <laughs> but there are some other things I'd love to do next. I have always felt like I wanted to do better when it came to accessibility. So like providing transcripts and I have a few episodes up on YouTube and YouTube automatically provides captions, but I haven't really done a great job at that. And I would like to, I was just playing around this weekend actually with just opening up a Google doc and hitting like the voice typing option and then just holding up my phone and playing the episode, which kind of does it. But of course it's like very messy looking. So I, I got to work on that. We'll see. Also just having the episodes up on YouTube would be nice. Um, it's just like another platform on which to access them, but it just takes time. And I, you know, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta get there. I gotta figure it out. And then I'd love to start doing short interviews. I don't think that I have my life together enough to do like full on interview episodes the way that a lot of podcasts do. But I think sometimes maybe I could do something really short and really structured and, and make it easy on myself and the person of just like, okay, I'm going to bring people on to do this interview and I'm just going to do the same three questions every time. I think there's a podcast called Dole Saves Big. I think he does something similar. I think he asks people the same questions, but it, it is a little bit more like an interview, like he has follow-ups and it's conversations. But I think it would be fun to just be like, okay, this is going to be 15 minutes, three questions. What do you got? Go and that could be a really easy way to do it and I, I mean you I could even just ask people like hey just like record these and send it to me but that doesn't sound 
That doesn't sound that interesting. So I don't know. I got to figure it out. Or, ooh, I just actually, this just occurred to me right now. I could do episodes where like I ask a question and then ask other people to record an answer, like multiple people all in the same theme. So maybe the question this week would be like, what's the best thing you bought last year? And then I could ask different people in the personal finance space to record an answer and I could play them and then talk about like my own. That could be kind of fun. But again, that sounds like work (laughs) and I am here for fun. So what are you going to do? All right. That is, oh, I promised you two confessions. Okay, here they are. And then, and then that's all I got for today. At the beginning of this podcast episode, you heard me say, this is the podcast where I sit in my closet and I drink wine and I talk about money and anxiety. And well, sometimes I'm just drinking ginger ale. for one thing. And secondly, lately I have not been sitting in my closet. I usually do. And I did for a long time, but this winter was cold and my closet is not warm because there's no heating vent in there. So when I open the door, it's pretty cold. So like I was having to warm it up by bringing a space heater in there and running it for a few minutes before I started recording. And then also I realized like the reason people record podcasts in their closet is because the clothes create kind of a sound dampening effect. So the sound quality is supposed to be better. And I actually don't have any clothes in that closet because it's the closet in my office guest room and there's just no clothing hanging up in there. So there's probably not a lot of benefit to sitting in there. And I don't record it in my own closet, like in my bedroom closet, because it's it's actually not that cold quiet in there. Like you can kind of hear sounds from outside, street noises, et cetera. So that's, that's my confession. Sometimes I'm sitting in my closet. Sometimes I'm not. Sometimes I just decide to sit at my desk because it's a little bit easier. So there you have it. These are my confessions. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you from the very bottom of my heart. I absolutely love making the podcast. It's been so much fun. I love getting messages from people who tell me that they've listened and related to something or laughed or had a different opinion or felt like they were hanging out in the closet with me or felt like they were having a conversation with a friend that just means so much to me. Um, thank you. If you sent me a DM, thank you. If you left a review, um, I'm at 61 reviews on Apple podcasts and 37 reviews on Spotify. So that's 98 total. It's almost hundred. That's so exciting. And I just love reading the written reviews. So, I mean, that's just like a gift to me. If you have listened to the podcast, if you've enjoyed it, please leave a review, please share it with your friends. Please take a screenshot of your phone when you're listening, post it on social media, tag me, tell your friends and the more the merrier. That's all I got. This was year one. I don't know what's going to come for year two. I told you about all the metrics, number of downloads, number of episodes, number of reviews. I have, I have nothing to compare that to. I have no idea if that's good or not. So I have just decided to be absolutely delighted and just, <laughs> I've just decided like that must be really good because <laughs> I don't know. The only things I have to compare it to is uh, um, my, my a friend of mine is a podcast producer and she was like, well, in our first year, we had a hundred thousand downloads, but like we were also sponsored by like major corporations. (laughs) So, um, and had celebrity guests on and I was like, okay, well, I'm not going to compare myself to you. I'm only going to compare myself to myself. And when I compare myself to where I was a year ago, I didn't know how to make an episode. I didn't know how to get it online. I didn't know how to record. I didn't know how to do any kind of editing at all. I still really don't do that much editing. I just try to edit out like the coughs and the ums and the, the sort of egregious mouth noises. But I'm very curious to see where this goes next year. I hope that you'll keep listening. I hope that we can continue the conversation and... That's all I got. I'll be back in your feed on Thursday with an episode of Mixed Drinks. And just thank you so much. You can't see me. I'm making a little heart symbol with my hands the millennial way because the Gen Z way is kind of hurts my fingers. (laughs) All right. Thanks, friends. Talk to you later. Bye. 
Hey, if you liked this, then maybe share it with a friend or leave a review. And if you didn't like it, um, maybe just keep that to yourself.